0: Finding work-life balance is a struggle. That's because a balanced life is a lie. Let's talk about it.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Edgy Entrepreneur podcast where we believe that if you're not focusing on your mindset, you're leaving 80% of your business potential on the table. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel Tribby, business advisor for healthcare entrepreneurs.
0: And I am life and personal performance coach, Oriana Guevara. Hi, Oriana. Hi.
1: How are we doing today? Doing great, how are you? Let's crush this conversation about balance, right? So balance, everybody wants work-life balance, right? That doesn't exist. There's no such thing. A work-life balance where a balanced life is a lie. I believe that a balanced life is nothing more than a mantra for all the shit you wish you could do. All the things that are missing in your life.
0: Or that you think that you're missing, right? And then you place your attention on those things you don't have rather than the things you do have. How's that make people feel?
1: Oof, wonderful.
0: Pretty crappy. All right.
1: So if you're listening and you're in constant search as a business owner or an executive for a balanced life, we're going to, uh, kind of ruin all the myths about this for you today. Cause there's no such thing. Now what there is, is a better way to manage your time, your energy and your efforts, yes. right? So we're definitely going to talk about those a little bit. And then we're going to talk about some opportunity costs that play a part in managing your time and having balance, if you uh, if you can call it that even. Um, so stick around for this, and if you are dancing around that line of work and life and how do I manage all that, this is definitely going to help you. So start us off, Oriana, what are we gonna talk about today?
0: So I think that people have this idea of balance because it's been pushed you know, onto them through the corporate space, right? That balance is a thing that you should work towards, right, and that you should have, and that if you don't have it, that that there is a problem with you, right? In particular, um, and then the other thing is, I think because this has been pushed so hard as like this ideology that you it's is worth working towards and striving towards, and you know you need to make these efforts to balance your life um, because of that mindset. I think that people draw a lot of comparisons, right? So they're looking at the highlight reel of people's lives and going, man, he's got it all, she's got it all, they're doing all the things, they're traveling to all the places, and I'm not, right? And so that makes that makes people feel really, really bad, but also like this level of inadequacy, right? Like, I must be doing something wrong in my life because I'm not having that experience that it seems like other people are having, right? The experience of so-called balance. You know, there's this expression that says you can have it all, just not all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that's a Betty uh, Friedan expression. So, you know, if you can have it all, just not at the same time, that right there means certain things about what you can do and how you can prioritize so that at some point in time, you can find yourself in the experience of having had it all at different points in time.
1: Yeah, and I think too, um, people make this poor association with balance, meaning like, oh, I showed up at my kid's soccer game, but I answered emails the whole time, right? So you, you have to be present in what you're doing and where you are at any given moment time right and there is a what we call an opportunity cost to that right so i know that if i am going to go to like my son's baseball game then there's a two to three hour opportunity cost which means that i'm not going to be able to do other things but do i also want to take on the opportunity cost of realizing that when i'm 60 years old i didn't make it to any one of his baseball games or if i did make it i really wasn't paying attention So we have to consider more than just where we spend our time and the cost of that time, but the opportunities. You know, you never hear people talk about when they die all the things they regretted doing, right? But they talk about all the ways that they wish they had shown up differently, all the things they wish they had tried or the time that they lost. So I want all of you listening to this to understand there's an opportunity cost both from a time perspective but from also a mental perspective, If you're somewhere, then you need to be that somewhere. You need to be present in that moment if you want that real balance to your life. If you wanna have that fulfillment, you have to be present.
0: Yeah, I really like that Um, kind of like mental and emotional shift that you're making, which is like move out of this idea, this mindset of um, I must have balance and I'm seeking that and move into the idea that what you really must have is presence, (laughs) right? What you really must have in your life is presence in the moment so that you can actually experience your life, right? Life doesn't happen in the past, it doesn't happen in the future, right? By the time we get into the future, even the future as close as tomorrow, it'll be today. Right, so that doesn't exist. Those are just mindsets, right? Like those are just ideas, this idea of the past, this idea of tomorrow or the future. You don't live there. You live here, now, in this present moment. But if you're in this present moment, you're mentally and emotionally disconnected from the people that you're around or from the tasks that you're engaging in, from the experience that you're having because you are somewhere else, right, including one of the things you alluded to, right, in, in your technology, mm-hmm. um, then you're not fully engaging in life. And that is what's leading you to compare your life to other people's lives and other people's experiences, right? And look at their, their lives and experiences and going like, man, I wish I had more of that or I wish I could have more of that or why don't I have that? You can. That's the thing. You can, but you're choosing not to because mm-hmm. you're pursuing balance instead of pursuing being present in your life.
1: Right, And I think, too, people, if you're seeing a success and making a comparison to that, you need to stop because you probably didn't see the amount of time that this person maybe didn't have that, that balance, right? Or they didn't have that time creation. They were spending time answering emails why they should have been having dinner with their spouse, right? Because that email was worth $30,000 to me and it was 730 at night.
0: Mm-hmm. Or stuck in the office. Right.
1: Or I'm still at the office. Or they missed the kid's soccer game or they slept in their car because they were working their ass off and didn't have a place to be we see the successes that people have and we desire the successes but very few of us desire the organizational skills and the habits that it takes to have that success and a lot of you are missing that point especially if you're brand new in the entrepreneurial world if you're a solopreneur and you're wearing every hat under the sun you have this probably limiting belief which we can jump into those about you having to do everything. I gotta do it all, nobody can do it as good as me. Uh, If if it's gonna get done, then I have to be the one to do it, right? So what are some of those other mindset issues that creep up into people when they start talking about, oh, I have no work-life balance, I work all the time?
0: Yeah, um, I think some of the big things are that they feel like they don't have time to invest in themselves. They have to be consistently working on their business um, and, or whatever it is that they feel is like the primary function. And usually, you know, let's just be upfront about in our society, usually that primary function is business related, career related, something um, with an ends of earning money, earning a living. Right. And so people go all in on this endeavor and start to neglect other parts of their life. Right, their relationships, their family, their children, which you've talked about, um, but also their self care, you know, and that's where we start to um, really start to see people, particularly entrepreneurs, getting themselves into a situation where they're experiencing so much exhaustion and eventually burnout, and their business actually becomes a pain point. You know, um, it's like uh, the, the, now the vehicle that you created for, for making a living is a vehicle that is also harming you. Right, again, we've talked in other episodes about how your business is a reflection of you, right? The perception is that being in my business or working in or on my business is harming me, but really it's your habits it's your lack of organization, it's your lack of um, constructive and high performance in your mindset that is leading your vehicle to feel and like something that is now hurting you instead of helping
1: you right or your ability to delegate to people to to trust people to get a job done to hire the right team you know to invest in the right strategies or the right systems you know this this mindset is is really really tough for people to get around i mean i i suffer from it sometimes you know i've got new things that are happening and i feel like i constantly have to be going or working or trying to minimize the distractions you know um especially when it comes to to my child, right? I I have a lot of the times I'm like, I've got to make time. And so I schedule that time to be present in that time. And he still says to me, he's like, daddy, you work a lot. And I'm like, I know because I got goals, Mm -hmm. right? But I have strategic ways of getting to those goals that don't involve me getting overwhelmed or feeling burnt out to the point where I just want to say fuck it, right?
0: Yeah, and we're not saying that your child or your family is never going to see you working. Right. I mean, um, part of part of uh, my my high performance, first high achieve high achievement, but also high performance mindset comes from seeing my parents have an incredibly high level of work ethic, right? And um, wanting to do everything that they that they engaged in with like really high quality, really high uh, levels of standards for their own presence and performance. You know, in in their and their ability to provide for their family. But what that also did was it took them away, right? It created a gap at some point in time between them and their kids, right? So they were out there working and grinding so hard that they weren't always physically present, right? And then over time, that translates into a different lack of presence, which is lack of emotional presence.
1: Yep, yeah, and that's an issue too, right? So I think, and and we we're, derailing away from our original conversation about self-care which i'm going to circle back to um but i do want to for those of you who have children who are listening to this who are in jobs who are working 80 hours a week who are not seeing your kids in your family it's time for you to start showing them more of who you are versus what you do
0: oh yeah so good
1: so you can hate me all you want to for that comment i really don't care all right but You need to be paying attention to showing them who they need to become rather than what it is they need to become.
0: Yeah. And modeling the behaviors. Right. I think our society um, really does glamorize the grind. And we've talked about that before. Right. This idea that particularly in entrepreneurship and business building, like if it's not a struggle, I'm not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. If it's not a struggle, I'm not doing something right. Right, and nobody has really like paused until you're, again like this is until you're at a higher level of consciousness in your business growth and in your personal growth to actually consider like that there is another way to operate in your business building endeavor. Like you can operate with ease. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. If it is difficult and it's a struggle for you You might be actually engaging in belief systems that are causing your business building efforts to feel struggled, right? Um, And you can actually change those beliefs, you know, uh, into a belief system that is more conducive to your ability to um, not only bring in clients but bring in financial gains into your business
1: with more ease. Right, and I want to talk about this this difference between you know having a challenge in your business and having a struggle in your business yes okay so I think that's challenge a great point. challenge is something necessary that you need as a human being in order to feel some competition if you will in order to have, like have a scoreboard right so if it doesn't challenge me i probably don't want to partake in it like i don't want to play one-on-one basketball against my nine-year-old because i'm going to kick his ass right but if i have a challenge against another adult like i show up a little differently. I ship a little powerfully, but the challenge is so great. Now it's a struggle. That's not healthy, right? That's taking away your balance, if you will. So, and as I mentioned, I wanted to circle back to the self-care because I want to close the loop on this. So you have zero right to have all the things you want in your life. If you yourself are not taking care of your own body and your own mind, I'm, You can hate that all you want to as well. But if you want all of the things from business and all of the things from your family, but you're not taking care of you, you don't deserve any of that. Who are you to desire all the things in your life if you're not taking care of the one vehicle that gets you there and that's yourself?
0: Yeah, and that's like mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, right, oh, on every level. Yeah, I would also say, you know, having a social life and spending, having high quality relationships in your life that add value is part of your self-care. Right, right? like spending time with these individuals who support you, who who help you feel um, like you're not alone in the world, right, like that is part of your mental and emotional self-care. Yeah. And, you know, in addition to that, because of that reason, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're actually doing them a disservice. You know, you when when um, when we are non-performing, right, or or we are in mediocre performance, we're actually disrespecting the people who have believed in us, who rely on us you know, for support, um, or for whether that be financial and or emotional support, like our kids, right? Our spouses who are relying on us, um, our our friends, our family. Like, these people believe in you, Right. right? And they are, they're cheering you on and they want you to show up. Right. They want you. And if you have kids, they need you to be able to show up for them. Right. So if you cannot show up for them because you cannot show up for yourself, what are you modeling? What are you showing? What are you giving to the relationships?
1: Yeah. Nothing worth writing home about. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't help your family and friends and your kids and spouse if you're sick. Right, You cannot give anything to anyone because now you're in survival mode. Yeah. You know, and I say that from um, a place of, of love and compassion and understanding, right? If you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, but you, you just don't get it. I have suffered from burnout several times. I have actually been hospitalized from burnout for several times. And um, it is one of the biggest burdens that I have had to carry in terms of the pressure and the stress and the worry that I've placed on my family. Right, because of I have not taken well enough care of myself in the past to not end up in those situations, right? And so that that while that's something that is um, super personal, I hope that if you're in the if having the experience of um, exhaustion, feeling like there's different areas of your life and career that are a pain point. If what you need is for somebody to tell you that it's okay for you to slow down, it's okay for you to stop, it's okay for you to rest, you know, I work with people all the time that are, they've been nonstop for years, you know, and they actually feel guilty resting and taking time for themselves, you know, and I'm here to tell you as a person who has had these experiences, it is not fun when you're sick, it's not good. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help your clients, right? Like everything around you stops, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you you have to go into this fight or flight recovery mode at that point in time. And it's a really tough, tough place to be in and to come out of.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I think, you know, I want to say thank you for that vulnerability. I know this, one of these was recent for you, so and it, uh, it, it does take a toll on you. And you know, as your friend and your co-host on here, it's, it's tough when your, when your partner in business can't operate at full capacity. Not just because it means I have to do more work, but it means because you know we can't do the fun shit together that we want to be able to do to build the type of thing we want to build. So. If, you, if you're listening, well, I know you're listening, so not if, but um, think to yourself about what she just said about that burnout and then what that takes from you. And can you be vulnerable enough with yourself to admit that there are times when you've had this happen or been on the cusp of this happening and – You needed to take a time out. You needed to take a break. You needed to reset. I took one this past weekend. I went to the beach by myself with my dog and just to get back in my creative mode and have two days where I could just sit, listen to the water, digest thoughts. I didn't work a lot. I worked very minimally, um, but I was able to be alone with my thoughts. And as a creative, I'm, I'm a very creative, visionary type of person. I need that. I need those moments of quiet solidarity, if you will, or solitude, I should say, not solidarity, to, to collect that and be in that moment. And so for those of you who are on the edge of that burnout overwhelm, this is something you really need to take into account and get really vulnerable with yourself. So for, what about solutions? What are some things that we can talk about that people really need to pay attention to on, their, on a personal scale that'll help them uh, find balance. I know I hate that word, but we're going to use it because we don't know a better one. So how are we going to find better alignment yep. in our personal lives mm-hmm. and better opportunity costs? We'll do personal and then let's do a couple of business ones.
0: Yeah. I think number one, personal, right? we We keep going back to this, but you have to find what are the limiting beliefs? What's, what are the belief systems, whatever you want to call them, but these are beliefs and stories you have been continuously telling yourself, you've probably been carrying around these belief systems since you were a kid, that are actually keeping you in that way of operating, right? You have a, you know, if you feel any kind of guilt, shame, bad feelings over asking for help, that is in your encoding in your belief system, that asking for help means something negative about you.
1: Yeah, you're gonna need somebody to help pull you from that coach, mentor, that type of thing. That's a shameless plug for us, by the way. But you need somebody to, to pull you from that, for sure. And if you are having those types of mindset issues, right, and you want a little kind of peek in, into how you could help, uh, or how, how we might be able to help you, go to edgyentrepreneurs.com, and there is a free um, on-demand top five mindset shifts, that we have put together for you there's a resource there that you can go check out download take a peek at it and and look at those five things and see how you could implement them into your life it will definitely change the way you're viewing some of your work life associative alignments and balances so and i think i think for me one of the biggest things that i can tell you from a personal standpoint is let go of the fucking perfectionist in your life okay Nothing that you're ever going to create is going to be perfect. I don't give a shit how much time you spend on it. It's just not the way the world is. It, it is. Most just into right. It's if you're if, exactly if you're back, if you're basing everything if you're basing go on, it has to be perfect. You're never going to get there because you're not perfect. 100%. I'm not perfect. Right. I mean, I'm pretty close to perfect, but yeah. <laughs> but you're nobody is perfect. Perfect is the lowest standard you can ever set for yourself. So, my number one thing is let the perfectionist side of you go. Yeah. You'll find out a lot more about your worth, your work ethics and your ability to prioritize if you let the perfectionist shit go.
0: I would also say, you know, like s- stop trying to prove something. You have nothing to prove. You know, most people they're they're in this mindset where they have to prove themselves right and that's part of like the they when they get themselves into this race you know like getting to the final destination of the accomplishment is is considered to be like i have to get there in order to prove myself right and so in inherent in that belief is that you are less right i am less worthy or less of a person or less deserving of what i desire until i achieve that thing then I'll deserve it. Yeah. Then I'll then people will validate me. Then I'll be worthwhile, right? And if you are in that mindset is extraordinarily detrimental to you, but it's going to impact your performance. It's, you're definitely not going to feel balanced in any way shape or form because you're actually going to neglect everything in your life until you get to the accomplishment that you think is going to define who you are as a person. Right? So now we're getting into an identity conversation. Right. And so it's like if, if, you, if you don't see yourself as a person worthy of having the things that you want, right? Because again, this, this idea of balance is about, you know, can I, is it really possible for me to have all the things that I want in my lifetime? Right. So if you don't, but if you don't see yourself being either worthy or deserving of having those things, capable of accomplishing them at some point in time, um, then you are going to struggle the entire way there. And I would say also, um, I'm going to I'm going to speak for the experience of women now because that's my lived experience. In a lot of cases, as women, we end up um, settling, right? Settling for situations, careers, businesses, relationships that are not necessarily the best for us because of our perception that we've got to get to this certain um, certain life goals. Right on a very specific timeline and that that timeline is rigid rather than flexible and fluid um and that has to be that has to do a lot with like whether or not like uh a woman wants to be a mother at some point in time in her life
1: i think there's a lot of women listening right now that just went "Ooh, girl
0: you <laughs> gotta we gotta speak the truth here and that's
1: true that's absolutely true yeah um i also believe that um technology has been a big problem as far as people being able to separate the two things, work and life, okay? Your phone serves as a way to have access to you 24 seven. Your email's there, your text messages are there, your phone calls, the social medias, all the things, right? And and to, to tie in together what you were saying, there's a representation of all the shit mindset that you just said that's everywhere that makes people feel like, oh, I need to have this at this time, I need to have babies at that time, I gotta do this and then yeah, I gotta go that Yeah, by this way. age I have to have right.
0: this, I have to do this, right?
1: Right, so one of the things I'm gonna tell you is that when you move away from work, move away from work, Turn off your emails. Yes, you can go into your emails and you can silence notifications, all right? Set boundaries for your time so that when you're with your family, your friends, or your children, you're not stuck to your phone or leave your fucking phone in your car or in a bag somewhere, but stop taking it with you. Unplug during personal hours and you will find yourself being able to be more present in what you're doing. This is something that I've done is is I've set boundaries times where my phone goes on do not disturb so people cannot get a hold of me cuz I'm doing something that I want to be present for so that's something that you can you can definitely do and then I would say your last piece on a personal level is going to be your self-care which we, we mentioned briefly but most, most importantly mental self-care and physical self-care. Physical self-care equals exercise. No, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. No, you don't have to be a triathlete, but some sort of 30 minutes a day exercise for your physical nature. And then I'm gonna say 30 minutes of mental exercise, whether that's meditation, reading a book, doing something that allows you to grow as yourself into the next best version of said self.
0: Yeah, yeah, lets you actually um, like do something for you. Right. And and uh, I would say that the benefits of doing that are even even more than just the physical benefits for your body. Right. Like you can when you move that stagnant energy out of yourself, you become more creative. Right. You become more open minded. You become more um, like you you um, trigger like dopamine and serotonin and, and happy hormones in your body, right? So that you can be just a generally like happier person in a better mood. That's more approachable for members of your team or your family, right? Like these are things that have like multiple layers of benefits in your life, um, and are worth engaging in. So if you're not prioritizing that, you're you're going to feel some level of dissatisfaction, right? Like if you if you are unhappy with your body. You know you you like that is a symptom of a bigger problem. If you're unhappy with your relationship, those are symptoms of a bigger problem, right? And so I think our society is like so symptom focused, right? Like uh, you you've got to get to the root of the problem and I will tell you all roads lead back home. Where's home? You. <laughs> yourself.
1: You why you. oh you.
0: Home is yourself. Right. Um, Look within, and we've had other conversations where we've talked about, you know, your world is a reflection of you. So, you know, look within, and if you if you're having uh, a hard time doing that, or it's just you're you're resisting it for whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter, Um, then please work with a coach or mentor to do that because it's really important.
1: Absolutely, and as we move to the professional side, as we move to the business portion of of finding better balance, um, better alignment, what are some key things that people can do inside their business? All right. I think the first one is your habits and your schedule. Like, that's always the big thing for me. It's the first thing I go after with people. I'm like, what does your schedule look like? They're like, oh, I'm just going go with the wind. Whatever comes across my plate that day, I'm going to do. And I'm like, what are you doing? Create your life. Structure your life, design your day so that you can be present in every single moment that you have, right? From the time your feet hit the floor until the time your head hits the pillow. Like you need to construct your day and know exactly what you are doing. If you're looking for a great read on this exact subject, Gary Keller has a book called The One Thing. So if you have not read that, Definitely check it out. It's, it's fantastic audio or sit down and read it yourself. I told you self-care is important. Go read the book. It will help you understand how to get in mode to be concentrating on the one thing. He also talks about opportunity cost, which we mentioned um, at the beginning of this, this podcast as well. But that's a big thing. You have to start creating habits and schedules that have designated times for you to do very specific things.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing that you must do, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're if you're um, flying in solo in your business for now, or um, you outsource work, so you're solo most of the time, or you have a very small team, you must build a community. You must join or build a community around you, right? It's much easier to join a community that's already been founded and established and organized, right? Um, then building your your own community around you, right? Because I'm not talking about like, get a small handful of friends, right? Like that's more about, the, about a tribe. I'm talking about join an established community that's already out there of like-minded individuals who are pursuing personal and professional growth. Find a group of people that is in your industry um, and people who, for the most part, are going through the same types of obstacles and challenges in their life um, as you are, and are overcoming them, right? right? So this isn't a community where you're going to go in and just engage constantly and you know complaining and you know oh, you know my, my life is so hard and, and oh yeah mine too. Like that's not what this is about. This is a community where there's leadership, where you can actually join and have meaningful um, conversations and start building meaningful relationships with other people who are walking the same life path. And um, we have created an incredible Facebook group that we've been growing uh, for several months now. It's called Edgy Entrepreneur. Um, It's a group on Facebook, look it up. It's a public group, but you do have to apply to get in and answer a a few questions. Um, And in our Facebook group, like we're doing just that. We are providing you with strategic support Um, to support changing your mindset, your beliefs, and we're creating an engaged community of uh, entrepreneurs and executives who um, are in the work, right?
1: Absolutely, and I think too, what I want you guys to be clear on is is changing habits and, and changing strategies and doing all these things that we're talking about. The biggest thing people try to do is take their hand, clear off the chalkboard and immediately redo everything. You cannot do it that way. It does take incremental small changes. Think about if you were a smoker and you're trying to quit, very few people can just throw the pack away and quit cold turkey, right? You have to set intentional goals to get to a certain point. So if you're thinking, okay, I need to add more self-care, I need to get my exercise in, I can probably do that first thing in the morning before I start my day, I'll get up an extra hour earlier. Well, if you've never done that before, you're not going to be able to go from 6am to 5am like that. You're just not going to be able to do it because your body's not used to it. And you'll maybe get it done for a couple of days, but then you're going to slip right back into the whatever excuse you're going to give yourself about how good your bed feels at five o'clock when the alarm goes off. So you have to incremental change. Back it down, okay? Can I go one hour without the cigarette? There's my intentional goal. Boom, got it. Now, can I? Can when I get to that hour, can I do the next hour? Right? Can I go two hours? And then if your alarm clock, instead of getting up at five, go from six to five fifty oh, but I can't get a workout in 10 minutes. Yes, I understand that. But you can get your ass out of bed, get dressed and take the first couple steps outside and do that for three or four days and then go to 5.30, then go to 5.15. And you slowly back it down to start incorporating these times and these incremental changes for you to be more productive, right? The balance is found in the productivity and the strategies and the planning, all right? Failing to plan is planning to fail.
0: Yeah, uh, and what Coach Tribby is talking about is really the like the incremental changes. That's the that's how you execute on the roadmap on your way there, right? But I I also in addition to doing that, I recommend casting a vision, and this is part of the lifestyle design process. Right cast a vision for your ideal schedule right your ideal day of how you would operate if you were operating every single day in your ideal day and feeling the highest levels of life and vitality and energy and you know everything that you want to feel that day like for you to get there Mm -hmm. what do i have to do Draft what that perfect day really looks like, you know, and that might be that might include waking up at five or six a.m., and that's fine, but you'll start to notice as soon as you start to draft that perfect day, and like this is how I want to feel, and this is how I want to operate in the day, right? Once you start getting into that space, then you're going to start to realize that you have what it's going to take, right? Like, oh, this is going to require me to have to go to bed much earlier than I actually do, right? Right? If I want to wake up at five. I need to be in bed by ten, right? Oh, okay. Do I want to be in bed by ten? Like, is that feasible, right? And then you start kind of like working this out in your mind so that you can really get to the place where it's like, if I want to, if I want to be there one day, right? Not someday, one day. And then you cast the plan for the day, right? Like, is this thirty days from now? Is this two, sixty days, right? Ninety days? What is this? then you can start really get, getting into the nitty gritty of what Coach Trippy's talking about, which is you know waking up five, 10, 15 minutes earlier and really retraining your body to be able to fall in line with your perfect day plan. Because the body is the subconscious mind. Um, our body has muscle memory. And if your body's accustomed to waking up at eight and you're trying to go five AMs, you're not gonna be able to do Dang that quick. <laughs> you know? It's like learning It's a any, month process, guys. It is, yeah. And and it's like learning any other sport or any other, you know, kinesthetic type of thing. Like you have to do that thing several times to build up the muscle memory before you become so called good at it, right?
1: Look at you with the big words, kinesthetics. You know what that, for those of you who don't know what that means, my healthcare side is coming out. It means that you are aware of your body in any particular space and time. That's what kinesthetics are, so happy day. Well, now that we have totally crushed your myths and trash thoughts around work-life balance, I want all of you to take into account what we said, create your schedule, right? Let the perfectionist side of you go and be present. Wherever you are, be present. Be present in your work be present with your family, be present with your kids, be present with your friends. And again, check out edgyentrepreneurs.com. Go download the resource. It's free and it'll help change the way you think. We are the Edgy Entrepreneurs. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to bringing you some more uh, mind fucking experiences in the very near future. Take care, everyone.
0: Thank you.